I want everyone to just hold on to the hope that um, every day medicine is advancing, technology is advancing, their um, their doctors are going to find cures eventually, and um, and just don't ever give up fighting uh, uh, for a chance at survival because um, uh, um, and if you have to keep searching for for if you have to keep searching for a doctor the first doctor who will say to you i think there's something i can do just don't give up hope and and keep looking because there there are doctors out there that are going to say there's some i think i can help you do you need encouragement to turn tragedies into your own triumphant life story if so this podcast is for you. Listen to powerful guests who have persevered through challenges so you can gain strength to build your championship life. The host of Professor of Perseverance Podcast, Dr. James Perdue. All right, today, thank you everybody for coming in uh, to the Professor of Perseverance Podcast. I am the Professor of Perseverance, Dr. James Perdue. Hope everybody is having a great day and all. Remember, on our topic... The main thing we want to do is we want to get something out of it that's going to help us get through any struggles we come coming in life, okay? We know that uh, it's coming. We need to prepare for it as best as possible so we can move forward and have the best life possible. If you think it's not coming, not only are you hiding under a shell, you're just so naive. I tell you what, I got a dog over here that would love to hang out with you so we can get all the uh, dog biscuits off of you every chance he got. So, Ricardo, hey, buddy. Hey, I'm talking about you, Bubba. All right. So, today, we're going to talk with a uh, woman, Naomi, and she has had some congestive heart problems and open-heart surgery and stuff. And so, let's uh, find out what's going on here and how she's doing and how she's making it in life. So, welcome to the show, Naomi. Hi, James. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I was actually on her podcast and the podcast is named the light of life and we got to talking and she told me about her situation and i said naomi you got to come on my show now and so <laughs> here it is it took us a while to get to it and it, that's my fault not hers and i'm just glad she was able to uh work it out and find time to be here so thank you for having me james you're welcome much much welcome so let me get these glasses fixed and get this little glare out um, all right, Naomi, so let's uh, talk about your situation. Let's see how you're doing and how you've been able to get this far. And um, not that we want to brag about how long uh, our age is, but uh, you are how old? I am 21. 21. Uh, I've seen 21 many moons ago. So uh, <laughs> I just turned last week, a week ago today, I actually turned 59. So I've seen 21 more than once. So. All right, Naomi. Okay. All right. So now then, let's. Uh, so you've had some congestive heart problems, mm-hmm. and when did that take place? Um. So I was born with a very rare congenital heart defect called Epstein's anomaly of the tricuspid valve. Uh, it is a condition where, um, um, the tricuspid valve did not form correctly in the heart, and I've also had a hole in my heart as well. And 
Um, yeah. The hole in the heart, I don't think they're as worried about that as often because they, I think they, they wait to see if it finally closes off before mm-hmm. they rush in and do anything with that. And, but with the tricuspid valve, and for the ones that's not sure, that that's the, uh, one of two of your lower ventricles and the tricuspids. Mm-hmm. So I used to teach science there, Naomi. So <laughs> we talked about the heart. So, mm-hmm. all right. And so um, the, 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 all right. So go ahead. So you were born this way. All right. Yes, I was. And how mm-hmm. long did it take the doctors to go or mom and dad to go, uh, something's just not right here. We need to get looked at. Well, they actually, so they found out what my heart condition was when I was still in the womb. All right. Before I was born. And so uh, when I was born, they just had to take me right away into like intensive care. And I had my first open heart surgery when I was one week old. Mm. So, you know, we talked a little bit before we got started here. I had a friend and I'm not sure he may have had the same thing back then, way back then. Um, but I know that part of his deal was his heart was born outside his rib cage uh, was when he oh. was developed. So it was between the skin and the outside of the rib. So they had to go in and put the heart in where it belonged. And then later on, he had an, another surgery and he was one of the first few that they replaced the valves and put pig valves in actually pigs. Okay, and, and of course now technology is different. You let us know here. I don't know if they still do pig vials or if they do something totally different. But uh, he was him. Now I say might have been one of the first. He may have been the millionth. I don't know. But it's back in 1964 is when he was born. Mm. And so uh, I would think it was still being relatively new on that on that topic. And it may be 20 years old. I don't I don't, I don't know. I hadn't researched that to know. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's really interesting you mentioned that because um, we, they replaced my tricuspid valve and it is a pig valve. Yeah, there you go. So <laughs> they're still yeah. Like I said, I'm not I'm not sure exactly when they started that, but I know that was what happened to him. And over years uh, later, I think he had well, he ended up having six open heart surgeries uh, at different points during his life. So. Mm-hmm. And so and you tell me you've had how many? I've had five open heart and one pacemaker. Okay. He never got to the pacemaker, uh, but uh, his uh, heart surgeries and stuff. Um, and, of course, his mom and dad wrapped him in a bubble, uh, bubble wrap, didn't want him to get hurt, didn't want him to do anything, wouldn't allow him to get out and play with mud and get dirty and everything. They just all worried about, I guess, the heart getting infections. And I mean, I don't know what the deal was, but they were very cautious, and that's understandable. But I believe you ought to let them play a little bit, you know. Uh, but it is understandable, uh, especially back then, not knowing as much as people know today. <laughs> so was your mom and dad, were they very cautious with you or or did, yeah. or did mom be very cautious and dad's going, oh, let her get out there and ride that bike? <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, I don't remember too much of my childhood, but what I do know is um, so my oxygen saturations were always in the like either 60s or high 70s. That would mm-hmm. be the highest they would get. And so I would be very blue. Um, 
I never took physical education in school. I was just excused from it because I just couldn't. Mm-hmm. I, I, um, because of my heart. And, um, and so I, uh, I, so, um, and it was, so I, so I, so I was like cyanotic. I was just completely blue, uh, for like the, almost the first 15 years of my life. Okay. And, um, when I was 14. And the uh, blueness in cyanotic is because of lack of oxygen. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Told you I used to teach science. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. I'm just and, saying that for the viewers. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so they understand. Okay. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, when I was 14, uh, they discovered my heart was enlarged and, um, and I was going into heart failure because the hole in my heart was probably this big. Oh, wow. So it never completely healed. No. Okay. And so, or, or healed at all. Okay. All and right. So, yeah. And so, um, and so there was like a lot of talk about, uh, what what we could do um i was i was interviewed for a heart transplant if i could possibly get a heart transplant um but then um we got a call from um a heart surgeon and he said you know what i think i can just do an open heart surgery mm-hmm. and 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 that's what it and that's what happened on april 21st 2017 i had open heart surgery i was 2 weeks away from turning 15 and um now this was really interesting. So what they saw on uh, j- just on my heart was just they just thought they just needed to repair the hole that was in my heart. But when when the surgeon opened up my heart, um, he he couldn't believe it. There was basically no tricuspid valve in my heart. It was tethered to like the inside of the wall, mm-hmm. and um, and so he had to completely replace it completely with a pig valve. Okay, wow. Also, they didn't know about the tricuspids early on in, in life. He found no. it out during the surgery. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. That that explains a little bit about the, um, because that valve is to, is to help push the blood where it's supposed to and mm-hmm. get the old deoxidated blood, you know, from going to the right place and keeping fresh blood where it belongs. Yeah. So that explains a lot right there. So after mm-hmm. the surgery, then he he uh, just plugged your hole in the heart like he plugs a tire that's leaking. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now after that, how soon could you tell a difference, or could they t- tell the difference? They could tell a difference immediately. I was I. It's like my whole color just turned from blue to pink, mm-hmm. and um and that and that this was the first time um in my life I've had like 90 to 100 percent oxygen saturation oh wow yes and so um it was a really drastic change for like 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 my whole body and uh, especially my heart because i think my heart was just my heart was really struggling for like uh for like a year before uh, this all happened and so um and so and so i think it was uh in and and now I could feel like my lungs were getting a lot more blood. Yeah, oxygen. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, it's uh, the, so the doctor you're talking about. He, after viewing everything and all your scans, and he says, you know, I think I can take care of that. Yeah. Where other where other people didn't know what to do, other mm-hmm. people was hesitant to do anything because they yeah. didn't want to make it worse. 
But here's a guy that's took a chance. Yes, that's exactly what happened. So now mm-hmm. was it one of these chances? He says, Naomi, now you may not come back to us. If you see the light, don't run yet. Give me a chance to do something. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm just being real with you. That mm-hmm. the, he, Did they give a, a number chances that you may or may not make it? Yeah. Did they say 50-50 or 70-30? Uh, well, you know, you know, like um, he told my parents when my parents were in the waiting room after he said, okay, the surgery was a success. We got everything taken care of and I had to replace the tricuspid valve and no one knew that I almost didn't have a tricuspid yeah. valve. And he said, because of, because I had no tricuspid valve and it went completely undetected for, we're not even sure how long. Yeah. Uh, he actually, this was, so this was the number one, cardiac surgeon in the entire world all right his name's frank dr frank hanley all right and, dr frank yeah <laughs> and he said um he said to my parents i actually can't believe she made it that th- this long with no tricuspid valve in her heart like this is like basically he told me i have defied the science of cardiology i remember him telling me that like uh you're into science medical books yes i have like literally defied me- like the science of cardiology, um, and also, I, um, he, he, I was a living miracle, and he just could not believe that I was able to still be alive and still was able to breathe on my own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, well this is awesome. That uh, how did you come about finding this number one doctor? So we, um, so we. Um, so we were okay. So this is a very long story. That's uh, I got the four minutes. Go ahead. Bear with me. Um, <laughs> so um, so so at our local hospital, uh, uh, we were just initially told that there was nothing to be done. Exactly, uh, I knew that was coming. Yep, uh, and that I basically just had to go to comfort care, um, and mm-hmm. there was nothing to be done. And then we were like, you know, trying to really push for a trans to at least see if I could at least get a heart transplant. And we found this really, really good hospital. Um, and, um, and, and, and they, um, they agreed to have like, um, to have me evaluated to go through all the tests to see if I qualify for having a transplant. And so, um, and so, um, and so at this hospital, we, um, um, we were, um, I, I was interviewed for a heart transplant uh, to see if I would be a good candidate. And they said, yes, you're a very good candidate. You may okay. be on the list. Um, but then my cardiologist, um, you know, had like a whole uh, meeting with like all the cardiac, cardiac surgeons there about potential, about like showing my whole case, Epstein's anomaly, uh, 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 she may just need to have a heart transplant. And then one of the surgeons stood up and said, you know what? I think I can just do an open heart surgery and just close the hole in her heart. And so, and so that's, and what that's when he found the trials cuspid during that time. Mm-hmm. Now at the uh, point when the other place go, Hey, there's nothing we can be, can be done. Just uh, get ready. We'll get to, you know, make it comfortable for you. Uh, this is it you, mom and dad, everybody saying, no, no, no. I'm young. There's yeah. something that's got to be done. Yeah. 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 We were really pushing. We were like, we, something yeah, 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 yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, there. Yeah, no doubt in my mind is that because uh, mm-hmm. I would be that way. Uh, even my eighty-three-year-old mother, something's got to be done. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. you, I mean, there's one way to do things, and there's a uh, you know those saying there's ten thousand ways to skin a cat. So mm-hmm. uh, from there, all right. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad uh, Dr. Frank uh, says, you know, <laughs> I can do that. Yeah, whether he really meant it or not. But he convinced the family he could, you, that he could. Mm-hmm. So y'all have confidence going in with him. Because yeah. I wouldn't want to go in with self, uh, self, uh, self uh, doubt, you know, mm-hmm. going in. He's not really sure. No, but he convinced y'all enough that he could do it. And with him, he convinced himself that he could do it. So yeah. that's that's awesome. So mm-hmm. now that you've got this um, pig valve, yeah. Okay, that's making everything, making the oxygen level be closer to normal to everybody else's. Um, do you have a more urge to eat bacon? Uh, I'm just messing with you with the pig valve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with you, the pig valve. It's going, yeah, yeah. yeah. So sometimes my humor is not great there, Naomi. So, <laughs> um, but uh, my friend, yeah, he had that uh, valve replaced, uh, and um. Yeah, he lived to be about 35. And again, his mom and dad, they were bubble wrapped him, didn't want him to do anything. And as he got older, he started doing more things. And he ended up uh, uh, playing uh, on a softball team for a while, um, going to work like everybody else, went to college, and then his heart just started going down and from there. So, but he, uh, yeah, he, he, he had a better life than everybody was giving it at the very beginning. All right. So what's, what's in, what's, what's new with what's going on with Naomi? What's, what's your future? What are you looking to do? Um, well, be a cardiac surgeon so you yeah. can help the next person. Um, uh, so I have my podcast called the light of life. There uh, you go. Awareness to chronic illnesses and disabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and I'm also, um, okay, sorry. I just forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, we're just talking what's, what's going on with Naomi in the future here with your podcast. Mm-hmm. Podcast. I am currently married, going to have children. So what's, <laughs> what's on the horizon for Naomi? Um, I am actually currently writing a book about. There you go. Good. About um, about like my journey with my all my medical conditions, mm-hmm. um, and um, and then yes, I also have my podcast. Um, I'm hoping to uh, just bring so much more awareness to all different kinds of chronic illnesses and disabilities um, to to help to help people, and and I also want to write my book to just share my story with the world about uh just even if you're told okay this is my message for everyone if you are if you are ever told that there's that there's nothing to be done that there's no hope uh uh don't 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 believe that for a second because there is there are doctors out there that can actually try to help you and will save your life um you just you just got to keep searching for the doctors who say, I think there's something I can do. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big believer in that. Uh, mm-hmm. This world's too big. You just have to find it and 
be available to take the risk as well mm-hmm. uh, 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 to step out of your living area to go to a different area if need to. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a, a big believer, especially with this big old internet at the finger of our finger, end of our fingertips, that we can do a lot of searching and finding out things that, that could benefit us. So, and if the answer is no, then at least you know you have exacerbated all your options, and you you know then that you did try your best. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, I'm glad you're writing a book because uh, again, there's people out there that's going through similar situations, maybe not exact but similar. Uh, in the future, I mean, this is still going to happen to people. It's just yeah. the way things happen, and somebody's going to find your book and then. Uh, your 10th edition of it, uh, where you uh, update the book as you go along every couple of years. And um, and you're going to help people. So I'm, I'm glad you're doing that. I'm definitely glad you're doing the podcast. So to, yeah. get, to get out there and, again, spread other people's messages to help the next person that's going through whatever they're going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, how long have you been doing your podcast? Um, a little bit over a year now. And who's been your most exciting guest? Um, well, you were on your you were on my Yay! <laughs> well, I was on it, but I didn't say I was an exciting guest. But yeah. I was your pointing over here. What? <laughs> 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 which one? And I'm not begging for anything from me. Which one story just stands out to you? See, I have two stories that uh, stands out that I openly tell other people not to say everybody else's story is bad that's not it everybody's story is unique in its own mm-hmm. self but there's some that stand out more than others and the reason they, they do t- to me is because they're so rare mm-hmm. is the reason so is there one particular or two particular stories that just as soon as you think of your podcast you think of those people yeah there was one um, I interviewed, she had 10 different chronic illnesses. Wow. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So how, how, do you, how do you stay positive in life with all that going? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, we're, we are amazing creatures that uh, we neither fight, stay positive and do, or we cower and quit. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm a firm believer. It's a lot of it is how you're brought up. Apparently, you had mom and dad. Uh, you have siblings. Yeah, I do. That that were positive with you. Again, mom and dad going to fight to the mat to yeah. find a cure for your heart. And mm-hmm. so, but it's amazing how many other. And I'm so sad for them that the parents just don't show no any uh, effort at all don't show anything for the children. Then they grow up like that and they're passing that on to their kids later on. And I feel so sorry for them. And, but every now and again, by the miracle of however you want to look at it, I say a God, there's a purpose that for every reason, one of them every now and again pops out of that to get a better life. And they, they change their whole stream from the from there on to the, uh, passing it through their line. And so I'm, I'm glad that happened. So, thank you, James. Uh, well, Naomi. So I don't know. Other than I'm just glad you you're here with me and glad you're interviewing with me. And uh, you're 
your story is amazing. I'm glad you're doing a book. Uh, when you get done with it, do an audio. Uh, I haven't done that with my books, but uh, um, do an audio because there's people that don't have the time to read a book, <laughs> but they'll listen to it while they're working out. So mm-hmm. once you get done with, just go back and reread it. And you got a nice microphone with your podcast and record <laughs> it there. And you can find it on YouTube and everywhere else how to get it up and going and and sell the audio. So I didn't do that. I wish I would have. And I guess I could go back and do it. But hmm. so don't don't do this. Uh, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> so so yeah. So after you get done, I would just encourage you to do the audio audio version. So yeah. all right, uh, Naomi. Um, what else happening with you? What else going on? What's what mom and dad doing good? Mm-hmm. So, sure. all right. Well, I don't know anything else. I mean, this has been a nice, uh, positive, and I always like my podcast to be positive. That way it's going to help somebody in the future. And beautiful smile there for the ones that get out there and finally meet you. Um, go ahead and again, tell us about your podcast, uh, any uh, social media mm-hmm. uh, website or anything that you want people to and um okay i was gonna say and whatever um uh, of course you're just starting your book so you have no idea when you'll complete it but uh we can always put to be continued there yeah um so um my podcast is called the light of life it's on apple podcasts and rss.com um and People can find me on Instagram at Naomi DeBello, N-A-O-M-I-D-E-B-E-L-L-O. Good deal. And uh, we'll take those, I'll take those and make links and put in the show notes uh, to make it easier for people to click and go go grab you uh, from there. So, all right. All right. Naomi, you are so special. I'm glad we've met. Uh, you wouldn't believe how many times I say wouldn't believe, maybe twice, that I'm pulling teeth trying to get my to talk. Come on, tell us something. Uh, but you're open, you're ready to go, and you're doing the right thing, spreading your message confidently so the next person is going to feel good about it and, and give them encouragement. So you're doing the right thing. Thank you, James. All right, Naomi, you know that uh, we know there's people hurting and struggling today, and if you can do one last thing for us and leave us with a powerful message that can help them get through today, that would be uh, uh, amazing. I want everyone to just hold on to the hope that um, every day medicine is advancing, technology is advancing, or um, their doctors are going to find cures eventually, and um, and just don't ever give up fighting uh, uh, for a chance at survival because um, uh, um, and if you have to keep searching for for if you have to keep searching for a doctor the first doctor who will say to you i think there's something i can do just don't give up hope and and keep looking because there there are doctors out there that are going to say there's some i think i can help you amen sister as i tell other people hanging there like a hair in a biscuit (laughs) <laughs> life is worth living mm-hmm. uh, we do struggle we do go through things we get unexpected uh hardships uh some of it's brought on because of things we do in life but uh i mean what do you do you got to go forward in life 
forgive yourself what's happened and have the best life possible and go from there. There's no need in, no need in uh, dragging yourself around and wallowing around in the mud with the pigs. And you can uh, get up, clean yourself off, and again, forgive yourself for the mistakes we make. And we're going to goof up. We goofed up 20 years ago. We'll goof up 20 years from now. And we just take all we've learned and experience and try to make minimum mistakes. And then again, help the next person ahead of you to spread the, spread it. Spread the forth. Spread it on. <laughs> so, Naomi, thank you for being here. You tell I tell your mom and dad, I said, hello, I never met him or anything, but you tell him the professor of perseverance said, hey. I will, James. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. You're welcome. Thank you. And we'll go from there. Hey, uh, you know, someone that needs to hear this message, uh, get this positive inspiration and share with them. And until then, everybody do something today, tomorrow, something next week that's going to help you persevere past your paralysis. Thanks for listening to the Professor of Perseverance podcast. For motivation, inspiration, and encouragement. For more information, go to Facebook at Professor of Perseverance. Visit the website at ProfessorofPerseverance.com and view the YouTube channel, Dr. James Perdue, Professor of Perseverance.